that guy or that girl from your office and what did they do to earn that title? I'll start. I used to work inside sales at an HVAC company just outside of Toronto. There was a guy there named Stan. Stan was money. Stan tried so hard to be social, but didn't quite know what he was doing, which often led to hilarity. Here are a few examples of Stan being Stan. Upon learning a coworker was Polish, he said, You're a Polak? Then told her every anti-Polish joke he knew. He genuinely thought she would find it funny, and he was laughing the whole time. After not getting a promotion after his review, since there were no positions for him to move into, nor was he anywhere near qualified, he created a petition to have our sales manager fired, and went around to everyone in each department and asked them to sign it. Nobody signed it except for him. My personal favorite was at a company barbecue. Stan and one of the guys from shipping decided to do mushrooms. The barbecue was at the president of the company's house, so this was wildly inappropriate. After about 45 minutes, he was going around from person to person shouting, Go G-Men! to the guys. He was a New York Giants fan and the season had just started, and asked the girls to dance with him. He then told a racist joke to the 65-year-old VP and laughed so hard at his own joke that he started drooling. I miss that guy sometimes. He made work a lot more interesting. A guy at my work, let's call him Roger, claimed that you can get high-octane racing fuel by mixing 89-octane and 93-octane in your gas tank. Roger told me on my first day here seven years ago that if I wanted to know any good Asian massage parlors nearby, he'd recommend the good ones with the happy endings. First day at work. He used to watch webcam girls from the Philippines on his desktop at work, stripping, doing other unsavory things, etc. Then he went over and married one and now she lives here. She's half his age and probably less than half his size. He took a Filipino co-worker to see his buddy's band at a local bar. Turns out it was a biker bar, frequented by a lot of some kind of Aryan nation-style bikers. The co-worker told me that there were signs up extolling the virtues of white supremacy, and that everyone was glaring at him the entire time he was in the bar. When he went to point it out, Roger just laughed and said, I come here all the time, it's no big deal. Roger snores through meetings. Roger at one time had some kind of narcolepsy or something, and would fall asleep in his cube. Coworkers frequently threw things at him to wake him up. The weird thing is, he's actually a pretty nice guy. If you got arrested or something and called him at 3am to come bail you out, he'd do it, even if he'd only met you once, for like 10 minutes. He's very friendly and sociable. He's just really strange. I used to work with Brian, about 230 pounds of pure software geek. He had a full beard like Grizzly Adams. Baths and showers were not on his list of important things to do. Once, we flew him to the client site to help solve a pesky problem. I reminded him to dress for the occasion. I greeted him at the front lobby and was shocked to see him with a collared shirt that had never been ironed and his tie tied directly to his neck. Not under the collar, just wrapped around his neck. When I mentioned it to him, he said, If that's my only problem, then we're in good shape. A direct quote from my colleague. I woke up on an old mattress next to my boyfriend's brother in an abandoned church wearing a bikini in Tuscaloosa. And that was the first time I'd ever done Xanax. She also brought a pink briefcase full of adult toys to work at a law firm because she had an adult toy party to host later in the evening. She lived in a house that didn't have a kitchen. She has two pet squirrels and her husband plays in an awful new metal band. She also crushes up pills on her desk with her keys and snorts them when she thinks no one's looking. 
We have a one-upper at work who is a gold mine. I can only recall his most recent outlandish claims, which were that he's been in 19 weddings this year, not attended, but been in, and that he had an overweight friend on the top floor of the World Trade Center on 9-11 who made it down to safety and now runs 15 miles a day. I was working in an open concept office where we used an instant messenger to communicate. One day, working late, it's only myself and that guy. He disappeared for like 20 minutes and then came back, but I didn't notice much. He types to me, Hey, do you like my haircut? And I look over and he's just locked eyes with me after shaving his head with a razor in the bathroom. I used to work with a guy who was an excellent engineer, but frequently subject to fits of rage when things didn't go well with what he was working on. Picture the scene. Typical cubicle farm with engineers hard at work and the only sound you hear is the sound of tapping on keyboards. Suddenly, the sound of hysterical angry cursing and someone slamming their keyboard on the desk repeatedly. Everyone leaps to their feet in alarm like a bunch of prairie dogs scanning the room for the source of the noise. Almost at once, everyone realizes that it's just Tim having another tantrum smiles at each other, and quietly sits back down. Later, our secretary walks over to his office with a new keyboard, puts it on his desk without a word, and then walks back. A woman at my company has decided instead of paying off her student loans, she'll simply get more degrees. She's 40 plus on her fourth master's degree and does nothing but complain about schoolwork all day. Probably at least 100k in debt. No comprendo. That guy at my current company is John. John is a conspiracy theorist. He believes that the anti-theft RFID things at the doors of Walmart are designed to scan your credit cards and the metal strip in money in your wallet to see how much money you have to spend. John talks about secret CIA trains that run in tunnels under the city. John used to work for a cell phone company and tells us stories of how he installed scanners on light poles on nearly every major road to scan for a unique identifier that all vehicles emit for government tracking purposes. John believes the building we work in has chemicals applied to the HVAC system, which is making us more compliant with government programs. John will never use his ATM card to buy meals because he doesn't want the government to track what he eats. John calls a $20 bill a yuppie meal coupon. I actually thought that one was funny. Ice cream is called whipped lard. Eating at Panda Express is eating an endangered species meal. John once told me about his collection of different sized rubber gloves he has at home. He has a pair that go up to his shoulders for cleaning the bathroom. John also believed that all major leaders of the world belong to the same family tree. Also, our building has anti-earthquake devices attached to it, so the building shakes gently every so often. John claimed that the shakes were the CIA shooting mind control beams up from their underground trains. John believes our secretary at the front desk keeps a log of when John entered and left the building. Most days, John would ride the train to work and every so often he would say, Better stay indoors, they're spraying again. Spraying mind control drugs, that is. Sadly, John quit a few months ago. On the day he quit, he sat in his car in the parking garage for four hours before he worked up the guts to call his boss on the phone and quit. He instructed that his desk be boxed up and sent to his home. No one has heard from John since. My good friend Paul works in the warehouse at our company. He's gotten into every sort of trouble imaginable. He tipped a towering stack of construction materials over the back of our yard's wall. He slammed the forklift into one of our delivery trucks when he dozed off. He's gone to the wrong construction site a hundred miles away from the intended delivery site. But he's a genuinely good-hearted guy, and the company's had mercy on him. 
he's still with us. Tons of funny stories always coming out of the warehouse from this guy. My personal favorite? Paul's an Iron Maiden fan and he's always singing while he works. Well, one day, Paul decides to sing a parody version of Caught Somewhere in Time, with the clever lyrics of Caught with Shaft in Hand. So he's just belting out these inappropriate lyrics as he moseys over towards the will call counter. Who should walk in but one of the sales directors giving a tour of the warehouse to a new female salesperson. Paul rounds the corner continuing the chorus with Caught with shaft in hand and bumps directly into the sales director. He plays it off like nothing happened, shakes his hand and the hand of the new employee who were both giving him odd looks. To add to the hilarity, when they finally depart, we notice his fly's been down the entire time. I'm not even sure where to start. We have that family working in our warehouse. It's a mother and her son and daughter. The son was recently fired for reasons that I'll get to in a moment. They're as trashy as you can possibly be. Think of all the stereotypes and you'll have thought of them. So here's the laundry list. The mother. Married to a guy that has dementia and 13 stints in his heart. They filed medical bankruptcy three times. Most recently, her husband tried to end himself but ended up only shooting himself in the shoulder. She always wears t-shirts with sayings that she thinks are clever. To really put the icing on the trash cake, she smokes Paul Malls. She and her children commute to work together, but every month their car gets repossessed, so they end up getting a new crappy vehicle. No one is sure how they pull that off. What, with all the bankruptcies and other bad credit issues? She watches every reality show and wants to talk about them with anyone who will listen, and doesn't understand when you tell her that you don't watch whatever it is she's talking about. So you think you can dance is a prime example. The daughter. She smoked through all four of her pregnancies, claiming that her mother smoked when she was pregnant with her and she turned out fine. She lives in a trailer, but gets peeved if you call it a trailer because it's on a permanent foundation. She also has a Tourette's-type head twitch and blinking thing going on. She has no neck, just a head that suddenly becomes shoulders. She's constantly broke, but spends every available penny on sending her two daughters to beauty pageants, and then makes everyone in the company look at the pageant photos. Surprisingly, they've actually won a few. I would hate to see what the rest of the competition look like. We know she has some sort of psychosis because she has to be medicated at all times. If not, she sees and hears things that aren't there. This has led to her hiding under her desk screaming and crying. She also has some other medical condition that causes her to always be on her period. We know this because she makes us uncomfortable by talking about it all the time. Once, her husband showed up at our office and while he was waiting for her, he told us that if he had known how crazy she was, he never would have married her, let alone had kids. To boot, she has four wiener dogs, one of which she claims is an attack dog that actually fended off a burglar. It was a very elaborate story that ended with a wiener dog launching himself off of the couch and into the burglar's face drawing blood. No one was apprehended, so if you see anyone with the telltale signs of a weenie dog attack, please notify the authorities. The Sun He always has the worst gas known to man. He was inside of a shipping container unloading products with some of our other employees when he kept farting, which ultimately made all of them throw up. It was ghastly. While talking to him one day, he stuck his hand down the back of his pants and said, watch this. He then stuck his finger under his mom's nose and told her to sniff. He'd apparently stuck his finger in his butt because his mom threw up. He then repeated the process with his sister before she could be warned. He had to miss a month of work due to a riding lawnmower explosion. He claimed he had been blowed up. He lives in a trailer on his mom's property. 
but doesn't have electricity, so they just run extension cords from her trailer. He had a boil on his arm that was believed to be a staph infection, and his mother lanced it with a box cutter. It was disgusting. He had a bad habit of wrecking our forklift, and one day drove it off the loading dock. The forks went into the asphalt about 10 inches, and we had to get a special wrecker to come pull it out. A short time after that, he backed into one of the support beams in the warehouse, knocking it completely out from under the roof. The beam was at least 30 feet long, and it's amazing that no one was injured. Sometimes I would find him sleeping hidden behind pallets in our warehouse during work hours. Eventually, his sister ratted him out for being drunk on the job all the time, which explained all the forklift mishaps. When confronted by his mother about the drinking, he went crazy and tried to beat her and his sister with a baseball bat. Other employees intervened and we called the cops. He took off on foot and was apprehended later that day, vowing to get even with all of us for calling the cops. His mom didn't want us to tell them, but whatever. He was wielding a bat. Needless to say, he doesn't work here anymore. There's so much more, but those are just some of the highlights that I can think of off the top of my head. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. We'll call my coworker from a few years ago, Ed. Ed was a British man living in the US. He had pictures of the Bush family as well as a picture of the Queen in his cubicle. He was also a bodybuilder and ate a strict diet of small meats numerous times a day. He had a lot of food pre-made and delivered to him, and he'd bring it into work. It was very common to see Ed eating, and none of us really cared since we knew it was part of his overall workout regimen. He'd often microwave single potatoes, snacks, leftovers, etc. But then there was that day Ed didn't know his fish had spoiled, and he threw it into the microwave. The office smelled horrible for the rest of the day. There was also that one time he came over to my desk with a bleeding face. He said he'd nicked himself while shaving and asked me to clean him up and bandage him. He brought alcohol, prep pads, and ointment and a band-aid. He also told me that once he wanted to have my babies, which was confusing because he was gay. I tolerated all of this because I was lonely and had a crush on him that I didn't understand and never admitted until now. There's this one guy who seems nice, but he's really quiet. He basically sits on his computer all day and browses Reddit. Whenever he's given a project, he does it quickly and goes right back to browsing. He probably thinks that we don't realize or care that he hardly does any real work. But believe me, we all know. Our guy only recently got fired. One of the conclusions we had eventually reached about him was that he was completely incapable of feeling empathy which is not really the best person to have as your main customer support representative. But that was what he'd been hired to be. He was mostly frightening in that position because he never stopped smiling or being cheerful, even if the customer was freaking out at him or if he was bored out of his mind. This in itself doesn't cause for alarm, but he was a strange dude. On his second week in the office, he found out that there weren't any dentists that provide ozone therapists in our city. So he took two days off and drove to a nearby city in order to get his teeth ozoned. He would ask, how was your weekend? In the most interested voice you could imagine. Inflection perfect with Tobias Funke asking, how are you? You could tell him, sure. 
with him exploding into laughter at every event that happened, no matter what it was. If you asked him how his weekend was, he would be extremely sure it was a great weekend, but then wouldn't be able to recall exactly what he did, ever. After a month of working there, he started complaining that our insurance company, which he wouldn't receive benefits for until he had been there for three months, didn't cover his ozone therapy. He kept a steamer crockpot thing in the break room and steamed a mixture of carrots and spinach every single morning, which he would then eat out of a bowl at around 10 a.m. The smell was atrocious, and everyone complained about it the first day he did it, until we found out someone was making that horrible smell on purpose. He called it borscht for unknown reasons, which our Russian salesman nearly flipped out over every time the word came up. He was kind of an idiot when it came to support as well. We have a support ticket system that handles all of our clients for all of the different services we offer. He actually had copy pasta that he was putting into every single ticket with a lot of idiotic troubleshooting steps that didn't apply to 75% of our clientele. When someone called in to report our support center was down, he asked them to submit a support ticket about it. He was overall a bit of a know-it-all, being very good at selling clients things that they didn't need and would later complain they spent thousands of dollars on. By the time he was fired, clients would call in and immediately ask to be forwarded to sales, even for stupid support issues, just so they wouldn't have to talk to him. Not as bad as some people's that guy, but by the time he was fired, everyone in the office was being driven up the wall. Our number of support tickets submitted this past month are at 50% of what they were at last year, after a steady increase for the rest of the year, and I'm fairly certain it's his fault. I will say this, don't discount that guy too quickly. An old friend of mine used to share stories about a coworker that would always say and do wildly inappropriate things, much along the lines of the original posters examples, and including picking food off of said friend's plate in the break room, uninvited of course. My friend was nice to the guy anyway, despite the annoyances, and considered him a friend. Anyway, long story short, my friend died suddenly one day after he'd quit his job with that guy a while back. The guy was on his Facebook friends and ended up producing quite an outpouring of feelings and sympathy with the family and friends of the deceased. He would note every time he drove by my friend's old house or anything, and not obnoxiously, but in a very genuine and caring way. He was very kind and supportive to all of us that were grieving. He obviously was a very caring and very friendly individual, just totally socially inept. The moral of the story? Some of those guys are just totally weird, but some are actually really nice people that just don't know how to interact well. Give them a chance and you might make an invaluable friend for life. This guy was far more loyal than the trite normal people my friend had worked with, some of which made brief and non-sentimental remarks on his death. That guy seemed to be the only one that was really truly affected by this. Oh man, last year I worked with the most intense guy ever. He was ex-military going back to school for his third undergrad or something. On one particular day while we were listening to NPR, a story came on about someone getting shot during a home robbery. Apparently in South Dakota, there's a law which states if someone breaks into your house, you can shoot them dead and not go to jail. I simply stated that I don't think I would be able to kill a person. And he screams in my face, covering me with spittle, BUT IT'S YOUR RIGHT! It became kind of a meme for the other interns. In another instance, he went on a rage to me about how dumb women are, and I'm a woman, and that their only purposes are for breeding and feeding. 
I got peeved, slam on the brakes, kick him out of the truck, and tell him he's in timeout and I'll be back when he's not going to be a jerk. Best memory ever. Made even better since we were on an Indian reservation and he was not very fond of natives. There's a man at the grocery store I work at. We'll call him Monty because that's his name. I hate this man. He embodies everything that is wrong with society and fills so many stereotypes it isn't even funny. He's from New Jersey. Therefore, in his mind, he must be a mobster. He acts this way all the time. To everyone. Heavy Brooklyn accent. Even though he's never been to New York. Self-admittedly. Unnecessarily argumentative and overly confrontational about anything. He acts like people asking him to do things like his job is an affront to him on par with assaulting his mother and kicking the Pope in the balls. This man is built like a three-quarters full sack of crap with thinning hair, zero charisma, and yet he still hits on the female minors we have working here. Did I mention this man is about 70 years old? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.